I'm Capriya Johnson, and you are listening to The Leadership Podcast, where we delve into the stories, strategies, and insights of experienced leaders who have successfully navigated the challenges and triumphs of their journey. Get ready to be inspired, equipped, and empowered to lead with confidence and purpose. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us for the Leadership Podcast. Today, we have Dr. Shivers joining us to talk about gracious leadership. Dr. Shivers, please introduce yourself, and perhaps you can share your initial reaction on this month's focus on gracious leadership. Thank you so much for having me. As you said, my name is Melissa Shivers, and I have the distinct pleasure of serving as the Senior Vice President for Student Life here at Ohio State University. And wow, when I saw this opportunity and the focus was on gracious leadership, um, it really just reminded me about why we do what we do and why what actually matters is the how we go about doing it. And it's it's really exciting to have an opportunity to talk about leadership in a different way, um, more from the feeling and approach way versus a stagnant, um, these are the typical leadership models that we use, but operating from that sense of person and that desire to really focus on the individuals that you have the chance to, to work with and to support. So really excited about this topic and just very grateful for the opportunity to be able to engage with you and, and all of those that are listening. Fantastic. Thank you so much for that. And I, I, I love this, the way that you place that, the idea of centering people um, instead of the theories and the styles of leadership. So I appreciate that. Um, I'm going to jump into our next question. Why is it important for leaders to express gratitude and appreciation to their teams? What are the fundamental benefits of doing so? Gosh, what a what a really great question. And of course, there's a ton of literature out on this topic. But I'd like just to start with because it's really the right thing to do. As human beings, we naturally respond better to receiving positive affirmation and, and support. Um, showing gratitude in so many ways can help advance someone's sense of belonging. It's also so important in many ways to the individual's personal and professional satisfaction and engagement, whether it's an organization, whether it's in your family, whether it's in your friendships, people just tend to respond more positively to work environments and to relationships when they feel valued and appreciated. Um, it's wonderful when we have an opportunity to celebrate teams, but it's also very powerful when an individual can hear um, the, the impact that they've made on others and to know that they are a part of something bigger and that they actually matter. So in, in my day-to-day -day work and honestly in my life, I'm always thinking about ways that I can craft opportunities for our team members or family members or friends or even strangers that I might meet um, walking in the mall or at a restaurant 
to make them feel appreciated and connected to the whole. Um, I think we're learning so much right now about this epidemic of, of loneliness that plagues our country. And we never know how our interactions with someone can really change their outlook on life and how they see themselves living and operating in the world. So for me, it's it's this notion of caring about other people and sharing that that um, feeling of support and appreciation for them um, in a very public way that they know that they that they matter and that they they belong. Uh, thank you for that. And it's so interesting to hear uh, to hear about this from the perspective of belonging, uh, because we talk a lot about that in the K through 12 schools as well, how important it is for students to feel like they belong to the community, like they belong to the school, like they have friends. Um, and so this idea that it's, it's just as important for adults is, is really important for us to think yes. about. Yes, for sure. Can you share some specific examples of how you or other leaders in higher education have effectively expressed gratitude to your teams? And what positive outcomes or changes have you witnessed as a result? Gosh, this is this is such a great question. And I'll share that I joined the Ohio State community in January of 2020, which was, as you know, right before the, the COVID pandemic hit the country. And as a relatively new staff member, I didn't have an opportunity to really get to know my team very well or really get to know people in the community. Um, so as a, as a background, I'm a communication arts broadcast journalism major. So communication is absolutely core <laughs> to how I do my work. And it's where I start with, with anything, whether it's an engagement with somebody that's new, whether it's a project that I'm working on. Communication matters in order to be able to carry through the goals that you're trying to accomplish. And if those goals are trying to make people know that they matter and that they belong, it's important that communication is, is consistent. Um, and it's also something that they can believe in and can, can really say to themselves and to others, we know that the communication that we receive is going to be accurate and it's going to be the kind of information that we need. So at the very beginning of my tenure here, I started communicating with our teams pretty quickly. I started talking to them, emailing them every single day about sort of what was happening relative to our work as an institution regarding the pandemic. The, the subject line of the email was really fancy. It was called today's update. And it was something that we were able to send out every single day and um, the first three or four months of the pandemic. And then it just became a natural part of what people expected from me as a leader in terms of communication. They knew that it was important for me that they knew what was happening and that they could also depend on the information that was being shared. Through that process of communication, I started to also think about the type of culture that I wanted to create at Ohio State. Um, and what does it mean here for us to be a part of the Office of Student Life? And what can people expect 
from people that work in the Office of Student Life. For for example, our students, what can they expect from us in terms of the ways that we engage with them? Um, so while we don't have a ton of money to do a whole lot of work, there are things that we can do that don't cost a lot of money. And because we can't always be physically together, there are still ways for us to be able to share our appreciation and support. <clears throat> so just a couple of things within the Office of Student Life that we've that we've done. We created culture commitments, and those four cultural commitments in student life are care, connection, appreciation, and support. Um, we have them, we talk about them, but more importantly, we demonstrate them in every single thing that we do. I also share every Friday something called High Five Fridays. And this is a, a space, an email communication in which I consistently and broadly communicate kudos and congratulations to team members. So team members from across our student life division can send in high fives that they would like to share with other colleagues. And we include those in the weekly high five update. People are so funny to me because they'll say, thank you for including me in High Five Friday. That was so nice. I didn't think anybody would notice. It's the little things that make the huge difference. I always start my meetings with high fives. And I always start the meetings with, tell me a high five, but I also want to know how you're doing. Before we jump into the business of the day, let's sort of center ourselves in terms of, of where we are so that we can give each other a lot of space and quite frankly, a lot of grace if we're not able to be as present as we would like, because there's a lot going on in life. And so those seem to really help to break down any um nervousness that people might have about jumping into the day-to-day -day work, but I think it also helps to build more community amongst the teams. I also send personal emails every single day to at least three people to start my morning. Something that happened the day before or something that happened the week of or something that somebody just mentioned to me during a meeting, this person did great, I'll write to them and tell them, here's what I heard. Um, and I think it's really important to be able to do that. I also handwrite birthday cards to every single staff member in the Office of Student Life. Now, mind you, we have almost a thousand full-time staff. So every month it is quite busy with birthday cards, but I think that birthdays matter to people. Um, the day that you were born and the fact that you get to celebrate another birthday, whether that's a formal celebration or a simple acknowledgement that you made it another year around the sun, I think it's important to acknowledge those. We also have meeting-free Fridays um, where I've asked my team to not host formal meetings so that the busyness of the week of Monday through Thursday, it feels like we're all the time trying to play catch up and even going into late into the evenings. But if we can dedicate one day during the week to being able to do those sort of catch up emails or work on those big time projects that you just need time to think, meeting-free Fridays gives people the opportunity to do that. Um, I also challenge people to be available and, and even vulnerable to show the team who they are as a person. I am oftentimes talking about my family while I don't have my own children. I do have family members that I care deeply about, and I talk a lot about sort of what they're doing and how they're doing. I also held about 20 different listening sessions with staff and others, um, really going through and reviewing survey data and feedback that I've heard. I physically keep my doors open so that people can pop in and saying yes to invitations for informal dialogue. Um, so lots and lots of 
things that that we do in the Office of Student Life to make sure that we are consistently communicating, demonstrating share, demonstrating care. And then more importantly, I always ask for feedback and then I share the feedback that I've received. And then I also share with people how we're going to address that feedback. So when people complete surveys, I'm one of those people that says, I hope I find out one day what they did with this data. Here is what we have done with this data, and here's some still some opportunities for us. So as you can see or hear, communication is is really at the top of, of my leadership style, um, and then also being an empathic leader and one who cares deeply about the people that I work with, recognizing that every day we show up for work, we're showing up as whole people, that life is always happening even while we're at work. And so how do we embrace that life happening while we're at work and at the same time feel still feel supported to be able to have those real feelings and experiences? Wow, that that is fantastic. Oh my goodness. I am <laughs> over here taking notes. I, I, I love this care, connection, appreciation, and support. It really, um, it really establishes the ethos for the department and for the unit and for your team. Um, so that, that was, wow, that was great. And then I like the high five Fridays and the meeting free Fridays. I am, <laughs> I am brought in. I am there. That yeah. Is- no one has told me they hate those yet. Yeah. I haven't heard that yet. I usually get some negative feedback about some things, not this one. I bet I could imagine um, the surveys for High Five Fridays and for uh, Meeting Free Fridays. I can imagine that they would all be excellent <laughs> because that yeah, is- they're positive. Don't ever let them go away. I'm like okay, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I do. I really appreciate the handwritten birthday cards. I I used to do this as well when I was a resident assistant. And, and granted, I only had three people underneath. <laughs> They three people that mattered and that was special for them. Absolutely. I I mean, I just I'm thinking about the sheer number with the thousand staff, but I really think that that goes a long way. It shows them that you really are invested in them. And I think that that's fantastic Um, because we really do spend so much of our time at work. Uh, It's it's best that you feel appreciated at a place where you probably spend more than 50 percent of your your week there. So you want to feel like you're appreciated and you have support. So that's great. What are what are some practical strategies or techniques that higher education leaders can implement to create a culture of gratitude and appreciation within their teams or institutions? especially in environments that may be more traditionally structured? That's also a really great question. And I think that even structured environments offer opportunities for gratitude and maybe even offer built-in opportunities. So for example, um, I mentioned earlier High Five Fridays and for teams that have very regimented schedules of meetings, it's, it's very easy to incorporate just a few moments of authentic appreciation into those meetings. So high fives are actually listed on the agenda as a part of the work that we'll do during our meetings. So it's not just a thing that we know we're going to talk about. It is listed as, as important part. It's actually the first thing that we do before we jump into the meat of the work. Um, and I think setting that tone is, is really important. I think that leaders can also just ask their teams how they like to be appreciated and be prepared to deliver on an individual basis once you once you get that feedback. I have some team members who would prefer nothing done in a large group. 
nothing. That is horrific for them. But then there are people that love coming on stage and being publicly recognized. But knowing my team and knowing what people need is really important and a critical way about uh, in terms of how we go about establishing that culture of care, connection, appreciation, and support. I would also offer that setting very clear expectations for individuals' leadership teams, particularly at the executive executive and director levels, they really do help to set the tone that I want to have set as a leader. So if they aren't clear, there won't be full cohesion or delivery. And I would also share with leaders, don't be afraid to or waste time in correcting behaviors that don't uphold expectations. Um, it's not to say that anyone is in trouble, but it is important to, to call in people opposed to calling out people so that everyone is on the same page. And it's not just the leaders of an organization who should show appreciation. I think encouraging every team member to do so, that's what makes High Five Fridays so special is that I am not the one who is submitting High Five Friday notes. It's coming from their colleagues across the entire enterprise who are taking the time every day to write to me and share, I want to appreciate this person. That's where the culture change really happens is with those folks who recognize the importance of appreciating others. Then it just becomes a part of what people expect at Ohio State from the Office of Student Life. And our students are oftentimes the beneficiaries of the, the culture change, as well as the staff within the Office of Student Life. Fantastic. I really like that idea of encouraging every team member to show appreciation and gratitude. Um, I, I think that that's fantastic. And it really goes a long way for building that that culture within the team of gratitude. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, lastly, can you provide some simple everyday practices or gestures that anyone, regardless of their leadership level, can use to show gratitude to their colleagues or team members? And you have given us so many gems here. So if there are any additional ones that you want to um, list or highlight for us, please um, let us know. Yep, I just have a few. One, which I think is probably the most important, is for people to be their authentic selves. People want to know that it's not just an act, but that you genuinely care. So if you can show up in a way that's authentic to you, people will know that. I would also offer something as simple as saying hello in the hallway while making eye contact. I think it's important to acknowledge the people that you are in community with, albeit briefly, connecting with people and them seeing you and you seeing them can make a huge difference. Next, I would just say communicate, communicate, communicate. I've never been told that you communicate too much. Um, and I think that the more that people can hear from you, the things that you value and that are important to you, they will start to understand the culture that's being created. And it certainly can, I think, help to shape more buy-in from those who are um, a part of that community. 
I also think taking the time to say thank you in a genuine and appreciative way. I mentioned earlier that every morning I'll write a note to two or three people um, who I think have done something big or small, or I've been told they've done something big or small. And I just want to thank them for, for doing that thing that seems small to them in their regular course of business. But I've learned that it impacted someone's life in a really significant way and that they need to know that. Um, acknowledging very clearly that there are many types of jobs within an organization and every single job or role is important, um, which means that you're constantly making decisions with everyone in mind. So, for example, meeting free Fridays, not everyone sits at a desk or has a physical office space where they can work on projects. We have staff who do really important work in lots of different ways across student life, and they don't get to necessarily take on um, meeting-free Fridays. And so I have encouraged our leadership to think about other ways that we can provide those staff with space and time to be able to also take care of themselves and be able to engage in opportunities to um, sort of recenter themselves as well. Um, so for example, some of the approaches to breaks that we take um, that tries to lighten the load of those who can't work remotely. Um, I will send out a message and will tell the, the leadership of all of these different areas that while this person may not be able to take off during winter break, it's really going to be important that you identify other ways that we can lighten their loads. So if there are fewer people here working in the Ohio Union, that means the workload for those who are responsible for maintaining our buildings and maintaining spaces that we can feel good about working in, it makes their job easier. While it certainly doesn't replace the fact that they perhaps are working on days when others may not be, we can certainly do our best to make those, those jobs easier. So I think thinking creatively about the ways that you can um, support all the staff across your, across your enterprise is really important in a very inclusive and, and thoughtful way. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I really enjoy these tips because I think they're things that anyone and everyone can do. They're not um, cost prohibitive. These are just genuine things that we can do to show uh, appreciation and gratitude to our team members and to our colleagues. So thank you so much for these tips. Gosh, you're welcome. Absolutely. Is there anything else that you, you want to say or that we didn't cover that you think is important um, to mention? The only thing, other thing that I would offer is that um, being in leadership roles, defined leadership roles can be really challenging. But if you're always remembering and keeping people at the center, the decisions that you make are easy. If you're centering the students and the staff and the community that you work with, how you go about making decisions and the decisions that you make, you know, will impact the community in a positive way. That's the only reminder. Sometimes I think we make it really complicated. And mm -hmm. I think if, if we can just remember who it is we're here to serve and support, um, it makes everything else that we do a tad bit easier. Absolutely. What a wonderful way to to end this presentation or this uh, podcast session. Thank you so much for joining us again for another episode of The Leadership Podcast. The Leadership Podcast is produced by The Ohio State University's Office of Faculty Affairs. 
For more information, visit us at faculty.osu.edu. I'm your host, Capriya Johnson. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.